Hello, and welcome to another episode of Poly Plus Amore Equals Us. This is our third episode, and we are so excited that you guys are continuing on this journey with us. Um, and if this is the first episode you're listening to, welcome. Um, go back and listen to the first two episodes to hear all about who Mike and I are. Um... Before I jump in, I just wanted to say happy birthday to Mike. Mike just celebrated his 34th birthday on February 10th. Um, so we had a lot of fun. We had this really funny discussion about donuts versus cupcakes versus cake. And it turns out Mike really likes donuts over everything else. And I did not know that. <laughs> so uh, we celebrated with some really delicious fancy donuts from Sidecar. Um, on his birthday. So just want to give a shout out. Happy birthday, Mike. Um, in this episode today, we are talking about our past relationships and our past relationships and how they have, you know, really sort of affected who we are today and how our experiences in our past relationships have gotten us to where we are now in our current relationship and and as to why we decided polyamory was right for us. Um, so we are doing a little bit more background, but we also talk about just our own sort of journeys of growth through dating, which, you know, we, we all grow when we are in relationship with another person. And so we, we talk about a lot of that and the, the personal growth that we've both gone through in order to get to where we are now. And then we also talk a little bit about um, some of the, the ways that we have grown just in our current relationship once actually starting to date other people. So we talk a little bit about that too. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to stick around for the end because so we we have this a funny blooper at the end for you guys. <laughs> um, we had a mishap. We recorded this entire episode and then just technology was not our friend. Mercury retrograde, who knows what, but <laughs> it ended up not saving properly so we had to redo it and when we were redoing it we recorded a test to make sure our audio was working and it's really funny so I'm going to include it at the very end. Um, if you're watching this on video I definitely recommend sticking around because the video is pretty funny too. Um, but okay here we go let's hop right into this episode. Hello! Hello, hello. Here we are, back again. This is actually take two of this episode. <laughs> we had major uh. issues. We recorded the whole thing, and then stuff happened. So here we go. We are recording it again. Um, let's just hop right into it. All right, so uh, this episode we want to talk about kind of past relationships and past experiences and kind of how that's influenced us um, to becoming polyamorous. And so, yeah, let me just hop into my my one relationship experience. So I've pretty much only had one major long-term relationship. Uh, it lasted about five years. Uh, it started around the end of 2008. Um, it was my senior year of college. I was 21. And it lasted till about mid-2013. So it was almost almost five years, say four and a half, five years. <clears throat> um, yeah, and so uh, let me just hop in a little before them, though. So during college, or say during high school and, and during college, you know, I wasn't really super into dating. It just wasn't really a focus of mine. I was just kind of more into just playing sports and doing well in school and 
it's kind of the uh the studious uh jockey type mm-hmm. and uh you know i i it doesn't mean i didn't date like i still wanted to to meet women and you know pursue that desire but I don't know, it, was, it was never a top priority of mine so a lot of high school and college i just i partied a lot but i didn't really take relationships too seriously uh and that's that's something i don't, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily have regrets about that, but, you know, knowing what I know now and being who I am now, I wish I kind of would have focused a little more on that back when I was younger, but, yeah, that's how life goes. <laughs> so, yeah, in college, a lot of, I would, I was in a frat, so a lot of the time I was just either studying or partying or just playing sports. I had some flings here and there that lasted maybe a month up to, like, three or four months, but nothing ever super serious until uh, late 2008. Uh, a good friend of mine, we'd been friends since about, I think since senior year of high school, junior, senior year of high school, so 2004, 2005. So we've been friends for like four or five years. Um, we're really comfortable with each other. And I, she, I guess she had always kind of had a crush on me and I knew that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was attracted to her, but never so much so that I ever wanted to pursue dating her. But for some reason, I can't really pinpoint why, but um, I just, I started liking her. And so we were studying a lot at the time we first started dating. Uh, It was actually finals week. And so we were hanging out at the library all the time. We were taking breaks. Hanging out in the library. I guess, yeah, we're not really hanging out at the (laughs) library. We were studying next to each other. (laughs) Keeping each other entertained and not going crazy from studying all day. But we grabbed, you know, pretty much every meal together and, and hang out and talk and just keep each other uh, sane throughout that time period. And yeah, and just after going through that whole, you know, couple week experience, we just, we, we liked each other and we fell for each other and started dating. And uh, that the rest of 2008 and then actually just the rest of college, it was kind of, it was kind of similar. Um, or just kind of routine how our whole relationship went. You know, we were still just trying to finish out college. We were very studious, trying to find jobs. So that was our main focus. We'd go out a couple times a week and hang out with friends and still party. But we're kind of beyond the, the crazy party phase uh, at that point in our college career. So it was, it was a lot of just studying and socializing when we could. And then, um, yeah, and then just you know, spending time with each other. And so that was, that was fine. For us at that time, that was what we wanted. That's, that's what we needed. We needed that stability and that comfort and, uh, you know, just that, that sense of companionship with one another. And it was, it was great. I enjoyed it. I'm sure she enjoyed it. Uh, And then after college, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do exactly. So I I had been looking into getting into a like business consulting, but that ended up not being something I wanted to pursue. So I chose to go back to grad school um, at UCLA. And then she uh, ended up going to law school at Loyola. But before uh, going there, we actually went back to San Jose and lived uh, in our hometown for a year and spent time with family and just kind of relaxed and got away from the, the stress and the hecticness of college life and just kind of reset for the next chapter of our lives. And it was nice, you know, we were able to relax and and not really be so stressed out and enjoy time with each other and our family. So really enjoyed that time. But then when we got back to to LA, um, you know, she was in full on study mode at law school. I was in full on study mode um, in my engineering program. And, you know, I just felt like we were in such a, a routine. It was just very structured. Uh, there wasn't really much passion in our relationship. It was just so, it was almost just so transactional in a way. And I slowly started realizing that, you know, a lot of it was was me. Like, I just wasn't a very passionate and self-expressive person at the time. Um, I'm still working on that to this day. <laughs> and so I just felt like we were just kind of the same. We were very similar. I wouldn't say we're the same person, but we were very similar. Definitely more logical, more uh, structured and there just wasn't that like emotional, I don't know, pull that, that I felt like I needed. I needed somebody to kind of like help me in that regard and help bring it out of me. And it, it, I'm not saying that she she didn't do that, but I just I guess I just wanted more passion 
And I just wanted, I also wanted to just go out and explore and, and date more because this was my first relationship. And, you know, I felt like I had a lot more growing and learning to do. And so after, you know, after four and a half years of dating, um, I, I ended up breaking up with her and it was extremely difficult and extremely painful. And I, I feel bad because, you know, as, as I was saying, I wasn't the most expressive person and I, I feel like I somewhat blindsided her. Um, with this breakup because I had never really brought up these thoughts and feelings I had of wanting to possibly see other people. Also around that time period, a little bit before we broke up, I had started, you know, developing feelings for somebody else. I was going out a lot with old college friends um, and, you know, I met some, met a friend of a friend and I was super attracted to her. So at that time I thought, like, wow, you know, I'm into this other person while having you know, been dating someone for four and a half years. So I thought that meant that, you know, I may not like or love this person anymore. Um, and at the time, that's, that's how I view that. I view that feeling differently now, now that we're, we've decided to be polyamorous. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that was, that's just what I was going through at the time. And so we ended up breaking up. Um, <clears throat> and then... <laughs> I started the the single journey. It had been like almost five years since I was single, and I just I had never really been good at dating or attracting the women that you know that I was attracted to. Uh, and yeah, I mean there was there were quite a few issues there. So what I really wanted to do was just focus on being more conf confident and being more comfortable with who I was, and. Uh, yeah, and I, I felt like the best way to do that was not only to go out and, and just meet people and try to date, but also through reading, you know, dating books and learning from other people's experiences. And so I'd say over a few month period, I read, you know, maybe three, three to five books. I can't remember exactly. Uh, I read, you know, the most popular <laughs> dating, maybe not so much dating, but a popular uh, pickup book was uh, The Game by Neil Strauss and there were a few others. One was, uh, it's called The Natural by Richard LaRuna and another one called Models by, I think his name was Mark Manson. And uh, The Game was, was an interesting book but it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. It was kind of more, it was more about just like the, the, the steps and like the strategy of how to actually like pick up women. And, uh, and then, you know, after reading the book, it was more of a kind of a warning to, uh, I think, to the reader. Because at the end of the day, none of these guys actually were trying to develop any true emotional connection with these women. So then it, it literally was a game. It was a strategy game. Here are the steps I need to employ to, you know, attract a woman. But at, at the end of the day, it, just, it wasn't fulfilling for them. And they all ended up being depressed and, uh, you know, wanting wanting more. They You know, that void of, of love and companionship wasn't filled. And so that was an interesting book. And that, that reminds <clears throat> me of, of the character Barney Stinson oh, um, yeah. from um, How I Met Your Mother, <clears throat> right? He's like always sleeping with other, with all these girls and there's a new girl like every night all the time, but like he never had any like meaningful relationships with any of them. And it, that was always like this void in his life. Yeah. But he did have some pretty amazing suits, though. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did have suit some up. good suits. Yeah, suit up. <laughs> I'll tell you about Robin, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was kind of his... Yeah, that was his transition. His, yeah. His growth. Yeah. His evolution. But, yeah, so, it, I mean, it's it's similar. Yeah. It's a similar, uh, similar, you know, character arc. Yeah. Storyline. You know, I feel like a lot of guys, or, you know, some guys, at least some guys go through that. Yeah. For me, that was it. Was more about developing confidence and uh, developing a you know a very strong self identity and being confident with who I was and expressing that when I was out. And I felt like I just you know I just didn't really have that when I was dating or when I was trying to date like throughout college. So, um, anyways, and, and these other books I read, I, I really enjoyed them because they were more about the psychology and kind of like the yeah more of like the self psychology of dating like where's your what is your mindset like what is your state of mind even before going out to date 
And it was really all about uh, identifying and trying to eliminate limiting beliefs that were holding you back. And, you know, like, I, I feel like a lot of those, uh, like a lot of those beliefs kind of manifest themselves if you, you know, if you ever put like a beautiful woman like on a pedestal, you know, she's above you and like you're below her. There's some sort of like limiting belief there. And uh, yeah, I, I'd never really been introduced to any of those ideas or, you know, topics before. And so it was, it was fascinating reading about that. And I feel like it definitely helped change my mindset going out. I had more self-awareness. Um, you know, I never got super into like positive affirmations, but they did help. They helped give you a little confidence boost. And uh, yeah, just learning about how to kind of rewire your brain and, and redevelop beliefs. You know, we have a lot of uh, like old, outdated beliefs from when we were a kid that are kind of operating subconsciously. And so, yeah, just coming across all these ideas that I had never heard of before, but once I read them, I was like, wow, like that's that's true. Like, you know, that's, that's totally, I completely agree with that from my own experience. I just never really thought of it before. What What <clears throat> are some of the limiting beliefs that you discovered about yourself during that time? So... The big one um, at that time, and I had already kind of thought about this, but it really came to the forefront of my mind after reading these books was I just always felt like I had some pretty severe social anxiety. And uh, whenever I was out, I just always felt tense. Like I always felt, I just felt anxious. I felt like I, I just wasn't comfortable being in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have any particular reason, but I was. And just thinking more about that, you know, I I feel like that that really stemmed from back in kind of like the end of middle school to early high school for me. I just, I was so shy. I never really considered myself to be that good socially. And so I just kind of developed the belief and deemed myself like not socially good enough or socially adequate. And I kind of pushed developing that side of me um, to the side. And focus more on what I was good at, which was, you know, studying and sports, <laughs> like school and sports. So, yeah, I guess at that time, it was, it was kind of coming to terms with that, just understanding and then trying to work on changing that limiting belief and just being more comfortable being out. And it was interesting because a lot of times when I was out, I, my friends would be like, oh, Mike, like, you know, you, you met so many people like when you were out. Like, you were just, like, you seem like a social butterfly. And so, yeah, there were moments, like, when I was out and I did feel comfortable that, you know, I, I felt like I was, I could have a great time and I could talk to anybody and I had that confidence. Uh, and that was awesome, but I always felt like there was, there was a couple issues. One was I would, <laughs> I would always feel most comfortable talking to guys just because it was easier for me to relate to them. And uh, I had a, I would still get super anxious and just like get the sweaty palms and mm-hmm. I had a hard time even just like approaching a woman who I found attractive mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and then uh another issue was just that um I felt like I kind of felt like I needed to be drinking and that's something I didn't really I didn't want to have drinking or alcohol as a, as a crutch to rely on I felt like if I wanted to be truly confident I needed to be able to have that you know, strong foundation and that confidence no matter what situation I was in yeah. and didn't need alcohol, you know, to feel comfortable yeah. in a sense. And then thinking back to it, I, I realized like I was actually drinking quite a bit in college to try to, you know, dole out and just kind of suppress my social anxiety. And so that's something I had been working on a lot ever since uh, being single. And then, yeah, I mean, the dating, the dating uh, for those two or three years before I met Elisa was was interesting to say the least. <laughs> um, I met some women who who I liked, and others who I just was okay with, and just wanted some uh, <laughs> companionship at the time. <laughs> but it was a good experience for me. I, I felt like I needed it. I needed to be single and out on my own. Um, I was, you know, I was going out with friends, but just not have any, any relationship or any, you know, significant other to rely on at that time. And, 
yeah, then I, I feel like when I met Elisa, you know, I found somebody who who was definitely uh definitely passionate, definitely, <laughs> definitely had a fiery personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she was she was what I was looking for, someone to help bring out that emotion in me. Yeah. And I feel like she's been very patient and has done a great job with that. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> still working on that to this day. <clears throat> yeah. But I feel like I've made good progress up to this point. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. Oh, and also, so while I was reading these uh, these dating books, uh, that's when I first became introduced to the idea of being polyamorous. So some of these uh, some of these guys would talk about, you know, developing, uh, you know, their their relationships to the point where they wanted to have multiple relationships at one time, and uh, I was always fascinated by that idea. At the time, it seemed kind of it was a bit overwhelming almost and seemed too far away because I was just trying to find you know one relationship at the time not (laughs) not multiple yeah so I was you know I was I was at level one and they were at like level 10 so I was a bit far-fetched but I was always open to the idea and you know it was something that if I had ever gotten to the point where I was comfortable um with myself and with you know the you know and with my my relationship that that's something I would consider and so here we are. Yeah. Well, here I am now exploring that path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lisa's been exploring it for a little longer, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, here we are. Sort of. Um, what, um, so you recently reread those books, right? Oh, yeah. So during during the, uh, the whole coronavirus pandemic, I was furloughed for a month. And like when the shutdown first happened in like April or something. Yeah, so mid-April to mid-May, um, I ended up getting furloughed for a month, and so I had all this free time. I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with all this free time? So I did some nerding out. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I read a stats book, which I never formally learned. So <laughs> An, an <laughs> actual <that>. like <laughs> textbook. Full-on textbook. A, a full-on textbook, went through the whole thing, and basically wrote his own book. <laughs> It was more of just like extensive notes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that's was... what he did with his free time, people. He learned statistics. I mean, there just wasn't much else going on. <laughs> so, and I enjoyed it. it was, I learned, I felt like I learned a lot. But, anyways, also, <laughs> be- actually, before even learning the stat stuff, yeah, I wanted to brush up on some of this dating stuff because, like, well, now, you know, I'm fully comfortable wanting to be polyamorous. I don't have to go out and date again. I, has, I haven't done that in quite some time since we started dating. We've been dating for... Like, coming up on six years. Oh, coming up on six years, yeah. Yeah. It's May 2015. Yeah. So, yeah. I, just want, I wanted to re, re... I reread some of the shorter books and then just read over some notes I, I had had or had made from when the first time I read the books. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It, it really made me think about actually where I was when I first read those books to where I am now. Yeah. And just the the confidence I had gained and the self-understanding I had gained um, from that <laughs> initial point. And so it wasn't really anything. It was kind of just a, re, a refresh. It wasn't like I had any like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Our cat is like begging Mike to pet her right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I had any like brand new epiphanies, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of just a reminder of like where I had come from. And yeah. where I am now, and yeah, just being at this this point where this is something that you know I I would not have felt maybe fully comfortable pursuing back when I had first read the books. Yeah, you know, like what was that eight years ago now? Yeah, but to now being here comfortable with it. Yeah, and starting this new adventure. Yeah, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I I just think that's so interesting that like the first time around when you read them, you weren't quite confident enough to really sort of like, I don't want to say employ all the tactics, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But to like fully, um, like live out some of the the suggestions in yeah. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Well, yeah, yeah. What, what am I trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so it's not even really about. So it's not. It's not really about like. I guess in the game they do have like certain like tactics. Yeah. To picking up women, it's really all about just having like. 
something interesting to say and then just not always kind of not always being like the nice guy if you, I don't know if you want to summarize it like that but just you know just being different and standing out in some way but I even even like with like certain tactics or lines um, I actually never really felt comfortable saying lines. I just thought they were too cheesy. And, yeah. And just, like, came off as <laughs> completely, like, <laughs> they were just so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, anytime a guy has come up to me and tried to use a pickup line, it's just, like, really? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Unless it was, like, situational and kind of, like, funny. Yeah. But. But then that's, that's just someone being witty. Yeah. You like, know? Yeah, exactly. Like you, like, you can tell. You can tell the difference between when someone's like genuinely being witty or when someone's like tried to craft yeah. some like perfect pickup line. Yeah. yeah. But even, even at that time, like I wasn't comfortable using pickup lines. So I thought they were phony and would, yeah. um, you know, I'd be like found out. Yeah. But, but even, I, I even don't with, mean... even with like the lines and even with like this newfound understanding, I still didn't fully have that confidence just to go out and like, yeah. Oh, at least not all the time. Of course I would like start conversations here and there, but I still wasn't comfortable enough to, like, talk to women I was really attracted to. Yeah. Unless, you know, a certain, unless a situation occurred where, like, I could talk to them and a conversation could come up. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very difficult for me just to, like, walk up and approach a woman I was attracted to and just start talking. Yeah. But now it would be different. Yeah, now it would be different. <clears throat> I feel like I have, I have the confidence and I just have... <clears throat> Just like a, a deeper calm. Like I don't have that social anxiety as much anymore. It's still there. It's not fully gone. Yeah. I'm still working on, you know, just, I guess I'm just still working on like getting rid of it if you want to put it like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I have a different mindset now. I'm just, I'm not so worried and so stressed like that something is going to, you know, go terribly wrong or I'm going to look stupid. It's <laughs> just, I'm, I'm more focused on like what what I want and like the positive aspect of it which is like creating you know a meaningful relationship with someone yeah so yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah I just think it's so interesting that that kind of like this whole thing has kind of come full circle you know like you you read them before but you didn't quite have the confidence and and now it's like you get you get to try again in a sense <laughs> you know yeah. or you you get to do like you you went from level one and now you're coming up to like level ten, like you were saying before, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's my growth. Yeah, yeah, and, I just uh, think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. <coughs> so we'll see where it goes, though. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my turn. Yeah. Yep. Let's hear uh, what you have to say. Yeah. So for me, it was it was a little different. I dated a lot more um, before dating Mike, or before I met Mike. Um, I had more more like serious relationships. Um, <clears throat> my first serious relationship started right before my senior year of high school, um, and that lasted two and a half years, and then. Very quickly after that relationship ended, I jumped into my next long-term relationship. That one, again, lasted around two and a half years. And so I think that kind of comes back to what I said in, I think it was the first episode, about when when I met Mike and our relationship was coming up to that two and a half year point, that's when we, that, that's when I cheated on him. And it was, again, something about like that, that two and a half year mark, because my previous two relationships had ended right around that time, somehow, I think subconsciously, that was there as well. My relationship with Mike was coming up to two and a half years. And somehow I just had it in my mind that if we made it past two and a half years, then like, it was like the real deal, then we could really last. But if we couldn't make it past two and a half years, then it's because it like wasn't meant to be or something. I don't know. I, but somehow I had in my mind that two and a half years was like, yeah, this, this like the, the ultimate test. Yeah. This like <laughs> mark for me yeah. that I, I had never been able to pass before. 
you know, and like, I don't know why I thought that, but I, I did. So, so yeah, so both relationships ended right around that time. And so, but I, I began to notice this pattern within these relationships. Part of the pattern I do have to say is I, I have always struggled with, um, self-worth um, and I've always had low self-worth, low self-esteem. Um, part of that is because I, throughout high school and college, I was really struggling with depression. So there is that sort of aspect, um, to what happened in these relationships. There, there, there was a sense of unworthiness. So both of these relationships that I had, and, and even with Mike, there was this feeling of not being worthy of this person's love because both of the men I, I had dated were, were very good guys and they really loved me and I really loved them. But there was a sense that I didn't deserve their love. I didn't deserve that kind of love, the, the good love, the true love, the pure love, the you know, non-toxic relationship kind of love. I didn't think I deserved that. <clears throat> so there, th that's part of the reason that I think I struggled in relationships was because then it, those feelings of not being worthy manifested in self-sabotage. And so I would sort of like push my relationships and, and test them to try and, and, almost see how far I could go before I f fucked it up. And then, and then I would prove to myself, see, I'm not worthy of this person's love. And so there was that element, but then also the other part of it is I was also meeting people that I felt genuine connections with while I was dating these guys. So it's, it's kind of like what Mike was saying about his previous relationship when, when he, he was like, I, I love this person that I'm dating, but I'm also having feelings for these other people. And so that, that must mean that I, I don't love her. And, and so I was having that same experience. So in both of these relationships, if, when that would happen, when I would start, when I would meet somebody and be like, oh, wow, I have a connection with them, then I immediately started to question my love for my boyfriend. Because it just, I never knew that that, that was like an option, you know, it was, oh, well, if I'm feeling feelings for somebody else, then I must not love my boyfriend. That was the only way that sort of scenario could play out or was allowed to work out in in my mind and in my reality. I didn't know that it, it could be any other way. And so in these relationships, every time I would meet somebody that I had a connection with, I would break up with my boyfriend. So that way I could sort of pursue that feeling. And then usually, I would get back together with my boyfriend after that. I, I still loved them, but I wanted to, you know, still pursue these feelings I was having for somebody else. And so this, this became a pattern. And I didn't totally realize this pattern until I cheated on Mike. And until we sat down to have that conversation about like, okay, why did this happen? How did this happen? And that's when I, I finally sort of put the pieces together and realized this pattern. And, and that's why in that moment I said, you know, this is going to happen again. And, and that I, it was something that I knew I needed to be able to explore because when I was having these, these feelings for this other person, I, I didn't want to have to ignore them. And, and so that's kind of the conclusion that, that we came to. And so I do have to say that when I'm talking about connections with another person, it's not just 
like your normal oh you're at a bar and you see a hot guy and like oh I kind of want to fuck him or whatever you know it's like it's not it's not that that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about I'm talking about when you meet somebody and there's this immediate connection that you can't explain and you can feel it in your body and most of the time you know we we call it butterflies or there's this sort of like electricity that you feel in your body or that you feel between you and the other person it's something that you you can't explain and that's what I'm talking about pursuing um because yeah, I mean, sure, you can be out and you can see someone and be like, oh, that person's hot, but it doesn't mean you necessarily want to actually pursue them and getting to know them and, and or that there's even going to be a connection there. And on the flip side, before I met Mike, but after I had my two serious relationships, I met and dated this guy um, for about three months. And when I met him, there, there was that connection again. It was immediate. And he just was so like vibrant is like one of the words to best describe it. Like he just had this like magnetism about him. He was just so like confident and would just put himself out there and like didn't, didn't really seem to care about anyone's opinions. Um, or at least that's how it seemed. And that was so attractive to me. But physically, like, I did not find him attractive at all. And it was the first time I had ever had that kind of connection with someone who I didn't find physically attractive right off the bat. And I think for most of us, usually the reason we pursue somebody is because of the way they look. We see them and we find them attractive and so then we go and talk to them. And so it was really interesting for me to have that experience of that physical connection that I couldn't explain, even though I didn't find him attractive physically. So like that kind of connection doesn't always like coincide with physical attraction, if that makes sense. So, so like when I'm talking about wanting to pursue these these feelings, it's not just the normal, like, oh, I kind of have a crush on this person, whatever. It's, it's much more than that. And, and so, and I don't feel like, like, like when that happens, when we get those feelings, we can't explain them, right? Like we don't get to pick and choose like, oh, I want to feel the butterflies for that person. You know, like we don't, like we don't know how to explain that. We don't know why we fall in love with certain people and not others. Like, I don't know. There, As far as I know, there's no explanation for that, right? And so like to me, it just feels so wrong to, to say like, wow, I'm feeling this this thing for somebody but I'm going to ignore it simply because I am in a relationship with somebody else right and that's and but that's what what people do in monogamous relationships I can bet that anybody who has ever been in a long-term monogamous relationship has experienced that where they they're happy they're in love they're in a good committed relationship but then they meet somebody else and they have some crazy connection with them and they can't explain it. And so they immediately shut it down because deep down they know that if they don't, they're going to end up being unfaithful to their partner. I can bet everybody has experienced this on some level or maybe not everybody, but a majority of people have experienced that. And Obviously, I, I have experienced that as well. But instead of saying no and shutting it down, I said, I don't want to have to stop that feeling. I want to explore that feeling because, again, we don't know why these connections are happening. And, 
And so it, it, it's our body. Our body is literally talking to us, right? When we get hungry, our stomach growls. You know, when we have a cut, it, there's pain and it hurts to let us know, right? Well, then what about this? What about when we start feeling those butterflies and we feel that electricity? What is our body trying to tell us then? And so I, I don't think we should have to ignore those feelings. And there, there is a reason that is happening. It's not happening arbitrarily. There is a reason our bodies or our souls or our spirits are, are telling us, hey, pay attention. Pay attention to this person. There, there's something happening here. Your body is trying to get you to pay attention. And so that's why, like, when I experience that, I don't want to say no to that. There is something to be learned or something to be gained in getting to know this person and getting to know that connection and exploring what that is. And so that's, that is the conclusion that we came to when, when we talked after everything happened, when I said, this is going to happen again, that's what I was referring to. I was referring to this, this connection that I feel sometimes with other people. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, I want to be able to explore that because I don't think it's something we should have to ignore. What was the phrase we came up with the first recording? Oh, explore, don't ignore. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the lyric of a Frozen song. <laughs> <laughs> right, it does. From like Frozen 2. Yeah. Into the unknown. <laughs> you know, explore, don't ignore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the decision that we came to and yeah. And have you, have you ever felt that, that, that feeling that I'm talking about? Uh, well, yeah. And, you know, during my first relationship, mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've felt it several times while we've been dating. Mm -hmm. uh, I just didn't pursue it early on. Yeah. We never talked about being polyamorous. Yeah. But yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Wonder who. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> right. Oh, I was gonna say we'll have to talk about that offline. You know. Well, it's probably <laughs> it was probably like just while I was out and you were there. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't even know like if I even know their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Um. But yeah. So that's. That, that's kind of how we came to decide that we wanted to be able to, you know, pursue other people in other relationships, mainly because I was like, I finally figured out this pattern and I finally figured out what was going on. And so I was like, no, clearly this was important to me. Clearly, because in my past relationships, this pattern had already been there and I, I just hadn't fully recognized it and, and realized that, oh, wait, this is something that I, I really want and really need. Um, and so from there, it was mainly because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to give this up. I also didn't want to give up our relationship either though. And that's what made it so hard, but I had to be honest with myself and honest about my feelings. And so that's kind of how we ended up here. And I think the fact that you had read about polyamory and had been so curious about it before is the reason why, like, we're here now. Because, because of those two things. I don't think we would have yeah. come to the same conclusion without it. Yeah, and I, I, just, I feel like we just, of course, we both have kind of the same, like, underlying belief that you know these other romantic relationships will make us happier and we're not taking away from our our relationship together yeah exactly so it's not yeah, i mean we just we you know the, the the idea isn't so like brand new to us where it's a shock but it's yeah. also something that we both fundamentally believe in yeah yeah exactly and and I guess it's something that we had both experienced, but didn't know that it was like possible or that it was 
like doable, right? Because you, you said it earlier, you were in love with your girlfriend, but you had feelings for somebody else. And I said the same thing. I have been in love with like my boyfriend, but had feelings for somebody else. So we've both experienced it, but we just never had the permission to explore that more. And I'm sure many people have felt that way. And so, but we finally came to that point where we're like, wait, we can do both. We do still love each other. And we have had experiences with other people and realize that it doesn't take away from our relationship, but in fact, it adds to it. It adds an, like a whole other layer of complexity, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, just another, it's another deeper relationship Yeah, to be fulfilled by. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. It's just to, I guess, learn, learn from new relationships, but also just be happier yeah and we haven't fully been able to really explore that but I I feel like the few times well really there was only one time where I dated somebody and felt like like a, a really good connection it was going really well and during that like that time that like month um I felt like I in exploring this other relationship with this other person, I was learning so much about myself in relation to somebody else. And that in turn helped me learn about our own relationship and helped me realize things about our own relationship that I'm not sure I would have gotten to quite as quickly if I hadn't been exploring a relationship with another person. Do you remember that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, um, nah, you'd have to remind me just, just when, when, when I was dating that guy back in recently from, from my past in, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like there, we, we had quite a few conversations that wouldn't have ever come up if I hadn't been dating him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's slowly coming back. To <laughs> I'm just trying okay. to think of, I'm trying to remember the specifics of what we talked about, but. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, but so I just, so I, I really just, I can't wait to sort of like have a relationship with somebody else and, and get into that more fully because in that short time that I was dating somebody and it was going really well and I feel like there was so much to learn that I'm like, I can't wait to go deeper because as I go deeper in that other relationship, I think our, that will only help to deepen our relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh well, yeah, because that's, I mean, that's what we're, we're working towards. Yeah. I mean, we're open about it with each other, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the really the new relationships that we do pursue have the potential to to do that, help our own relationship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because I feel like sometimes there's I call them like blind spots. We have blind spots in, in our own lives, and like sometimes that's why we need to like talk things out with somebody else because they they can see like the issue or the problem or whatever within the, the blind spot, right? And because they're seeing you from their perspective. And so we, we have these blind spots. And I feel like, I feel like we also have them in relationships, right? We have blind spots like within our own relationships. And so then when we are in relationship with somebody else, we can, we can, almost like compare the two relationships and then go, oh, I'm really good at doing this with this person, but I'm not so great at doing it with that person, you know? And so we can sort of like identify our relationship blind spots when we are in relationship with somebody else. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and that's how, like, our relationship can, can grow more is because we, as we explore these other relationships, we're then able to identify those blind spots and sort of work through them. Yeah, that's that's another main goal of ours is just continual growth. Yeah. And that, yeah, that is one way to like not remain like stagnant. Yeah. All right, everyone. As promised, here is that blooper. Test one two. Test one two. Okay, but like talk how you normally talk. Oh, hi. My name is Mike. <laughs> I like playing soccer. At least I like to burp. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone, that is it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. As always, um, we ask that you please subscribe to the show if it's something that you're interested and want to keep hearing from. Our goal is to really, you know, just share our story with as many people as we can because we know how important and how powerful it is for other people to hear stories like ours and know that, you know, they're not alone, that this is, this is normal. It may not be as normal as monogamy, but this is normal to feel this way, to have these thoughts and these feelings. And so, the more that you can help us, the more we can help everyone else. So really, we're just trying to broaden our reach, to reach more, more people who need to hear this. So please subscribe to our show. That's, that is the number one way um, to help us. And also rate our show if you're on iTunes. Um, you know, hopefully it's a five-star rating, but rate our show and... Let us know what you think. That's, that's the best way that you can help us continue to grow this. And as always, um, if you have any questions or if you have suggestions or if you want to reach out to us, please do. Um, you can see our email address in the show notes is poly plus amore equals us and then the number eight at gmail.com. So it's everything spelled out, poly plus P-L-U-S, more equals, spelled all the way out. Um, it's in the show notes if you want to see it. But yeah, you can send us an email or you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at underscore Elisa, E-L-I-S-A dot Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E. That's in the show notes as well. But we seriously would love to hear from you with any thoughts that you have if this brought anything up for you and you have questions, like please reach out to us. We, we would love to connect with you more. All right, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and you'll hear from us next week.